0: Hey, this is Gengar Greasy, and you're listening to the Pokey Tower Podcast. Hello. Welcome to episode 122 of the Pokey Tower Podcast. I'm your host, Gengar Greasy. Uh. Nothing new this week, nothing crazy new this week uh, in terms of general news stuff that I need to advise you about. Uh, we got a lot of stuff on today's podcast, some different stuff um, that I've been thinking about and I think are going to be useful, um, whether you collect any of the TCGs. I think there's a little bit of everything today um, that can be useful. Uh, let's see, episode 122, oh, box Break News, um, I should be finding out today or tomorrow, what we're going to do at the end of the month. So be ready for that. I anticipate it's going to be a, a, a quick update, and uh, hopefully it goes over well. Um, so pay attention, okay? I don't want to say anyone missed their packs. I missed it. Okay, um, what else? Oh, we had the um, the third pay-per-view for the Poke Tower Scarlet and Violet Championships, and your boy... Uh, I won the championship last night against Volt, so that was fun. Um, that is uh, our third pay-per-view. We've had three different three different champions so far. We had JT win the first one against me. Uh, we had Volt win the second one against JT, and then I won the third one against Volt. So three pay-per-views, three different champions. No one has yet to defend their belt, uh, so I'm, I'm looking to defend my title. And I got to bring back Gengar, so a lot of you don't know. Gengar Greasy, right? That nickname is not just a name I made up because Gengar's cool. No. Greasy was my nickname in the military. And I played Pokemon Black and White and won a, or, I'm sorry, uh, Pokemon Black and White and Pokemon XY uh, competitively when I, you know, in my off time and I won a championship in the Navy uh, out of, you know, a much larger pool of people. On XY, and I used to use Gengar, Mega Gengar as my sweeper, so Gengar Greasy. That's where that came from. Um, I got to bring back Gengar. Now he's not Mega Vault, but uh, still really cool that I had to bring back my old uh, staple. And I, I didn't have to show my hand really. Um, that was fun. You know what I mean? Like I figured if I opened up with Gengar from you know day one of the of the tournaments and the pay per views, everyone would have figured it out. But I got to I got to wait until I had my title shot and then I brought him out. So um, Pretty cool. Excited for that. Um, it's getting competitive, so it's great. Um, oh, other news. Um, I should be doing a video here pretty soon on the SGC return that we did like eight days ago. So I should be getting those back this week. I'll make a video. Um, I am I am uh, satisfied with the results. I'm not thrilled, but I'm satisfied. I, I think it was good. Um, definitely a different experience, but SGC, you know. They're they're doing a good job, and uh, you know I, I like to diversify. They've always been like my number two brand, right? So it was always PSA, uh, PSA, BGS, SGC, and maybe not in that order, but um, if I was gonna go to another brand, it would be SGC. So I'm glad that I'm trying them out more. I'm glad that their services are opening up. You know, fifteen dollars is really hard to beat per card, especially with a five day. I mean, it took me eight days total to get my grades. So um that's really fast and I like that. Uh so there's there's definitely some room for that um to be used. All right, let's get this party started. Uh first thing up. Oh, we're doing the Battle Royale. I was about to skip a segment. Here we go. Let's go. <laughs> All right, TCG Battle Royale. This is our segment where we talk about the four TCGs, Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball, and Digimon. We rank their most recent booster uh, sets, and uh, we let you know the stats and how they're doing. Okay, here we go. Number one this week. We got a a new champ, and I don't know how long it's going to be, but it's going to be number one this week. I'm going with Dragon Ball Super Fighter's Ambition. Case prices are up to $1,100. That's a plus from last week. Box prices are up to $97.97. Again, that's big. We haven't seen any $100 boxes besides Realm of the Gods and um, Dawn of the Z, but those have god rares. This doesn't have a god rare, right? So that's big. When, when a set like that, that's huge. Um, the other thing is uh, the top four cards in the set, they're they're at $629, which is a small drop from last week, but here's the good news. Gohan is still $300+. The second secret rare, the Evil Saiyan, that's 200 plus, And then you have Sell at $99. Those are your three secret rares. That's pretty darn good. Um, the other thing is uh, that Evil Saiyan is, is going to be here to stay in terms of the gameplay. A lot of people are suspecting that that card will be very usable within the next coming sets. So Fighter's Ambition will continue to get opened, and that card will be continuing to sell... As long as there's some meta to support that. And then you have the Beast Gohan, which is more of like, you know, you could probably play with him. But a lot of people are also collecting it. That's why you see a lot of slabs of that Gohan. And believe it or not, that PSA 10 is running anywhere from, you know, 500 to $600 right now. That's pretty good. Um, so it's, it's showing a good sign. And it's been around for 10, 10 plus weeks. And it's it's just been very steady and very impressive. Number two this week. I'm going with Pokemon Crown Zenith. Uh, case prices went up to 670, which is a huge jump from last week. But don't get excited. The box prices came down a few dollars at 65.98, which is still great for you know uh, this type of elite trainer. You normally see these at like 50-ish. Um, so 65 is still that's really high. Uh, basically, 66 dollars. Top four cards in the set are down 388, 48. Just a down uh, down just a tad from last week. Um, the Giratina sitting at around 140, which is, you know, and then you have the Arceus, which is at like 90. So those are your top two cards, 140 and 90. I think they're going to continue to drop, um, unless someone makes up some Pokemon isms and sells you those ideas. I think they're going to continue to drop more and more people keep pulling it. This stuff is getting opened a lot more, which is going to drop drop down the rarity, right? More of it, more supply, less demand. Um, top four. Let me see. Oh, we already did top four. Um, there are 22 cards in the set now that break the $15 price point. Oh, that was the other thing. Dragon Ball Super. Remember, there was only like five cards that break the $15, uh, price point a few weeks ago. Then it went to like seven, then it went to nine. Now we have 10 cards in that set. Um, and two of those being those Gohan SGRs. So don't remember, remember we said those had been gaining value for the last few weeks. Don't be surprised if we see some more Gohan SGRs go up in value. That's cool because those are really cool inserts that only come from that set, and they feature Gohan against his greatest enemies. Okay, back to Pokemon. Uh, 22 cards in the set that break the $15 price point. That's a couple down from last week. Number three, we got a new debut here. So Amazing Defenders was not not good to to Yu-Gi-Oh at all. Maybe if you play the game, you see it differently, but in terms of collecting, not very hot. Um, But they got a new set. Yu-Gi-Oh's got a new set, uh, Photon Hypernova. This is a Starlight set, so you're going to see a lot of Starlights, some pricey cards. Um, again, this is going to be another set that kind of reinforces people who play the game a little bit more. You're not going to see a lot of fan favorites. Um, case prices are at $599, uh, $600 basically. Box prices are debuting at $77.96. This set just came out like three or four days ago, too, by the way. Um, so about $78 for a box, which is good for Yu-Gi-Oh! Remember, we were seeing Amazing Defenders at 47 This is a $30 difference. So that's kind of the difference between a collector rare set, a, a weak collector rare set, and then a decent starlight set. That's what that's the difference right there. Top four cards in the set are at 8 dollars and those are all starlights. And you have nine cards in the set that break the $15 price point. And that's what I didn't like about this. You got you got, you know, four to six starlight rares that break $15, which again are gonna be one in two, one in three cases. So very low odds there. And then you have two or three. Cards that are secret rares and or ultra rares. And that's it. And um, it just kind of sucks because if you're a collector, you're going to end up with a lot of bulk. And if you don't sell bulk to recuperate your funds, you're just sitting there with cards that aren't really going to do well in your collection. Number four this week. The oldest set of them all so far. We got Digimon Draconic Roar. $685 for the case price. $57.87 for a box, which is up. That's pretty impressive. Um considering how old this freaking set is now, uh, and top four cards in the set, $115.99, and four cards in the set that break the $15 price point. So a couple alternate arts actually dropped out of that $15 mark, um, and that's to be expected. The more people open it, the more alts of those cards are going to get pulled. You're going to have someone undercut you, right? Uh, there's just not going to be a demand there. So um, I'm waiting for a dimensional phase, but I-, I think this is this is where everything lies. Fighter's Ambition might not be number one next week, we'll see, Uh, but here's the list. Dragon Ball Fighter's Ambition number one, Crown Zenith number two, Photon Hypernova, brand new set for Yu-Gi-Oh! number three, and number four, Digimon Dracronic Roar. All right, moving on to our Pokemon segment. Now, now this is going to be a little bit different because today, we're actually going to be combining Greasy's Gaming Corner with Pokemon. Here we go. All right, here we go. So um, there's a little bit of news in the Nintendo Switch world, and that is the Pokemon trading card game from Game Boy Color. They're going to be bringing that back and making it available to their um, online subscribers, um, and you'll be able to play this game on your Switch. First of all, that's great news. Now, you're probably saying, well, does that mean I need to buy this game and and collect it and try and sell it? No, I don't think it's going to raise the value up at all of the original game. That's not what I'm saying. I think the original game is already at a legendary level in terms of value, and I don't think that bringing it to the Switch changes anything. I just wanted to talk about it. I wanted to show you guys what we're looking at in terms of this game. If you thought about collecting it, it's uh, it, it's already there in terms of uh, prestige. So check it out. This comes from... Oh, whoops. Wrong, wrong one here. This comes from PokeBeach.com. Basic article here. Um, Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy coming to the Switch. This was last week. A Nintendo announced Pokemon trading card game. Get these ads out of the way. Trading card game will be coming to the Nintendo Switch online subscription service at some point this year. The announcement was made during Nintendo's direct presentation. The game originally launched in America April 10th, 2000. It mainly features cards from base set through fossil. First of all, this game was really fun. And it was one of the only ways I learned how to play the game correctly. Um, and it was, for me... When I play a TCG, I like to play it electronically for whatever reason. So, Duel Links on the phone, um, Pokemon TCG on the Game Boy, or even Yu-Gi-Oh! Back in the day, I would play it on the Game Boy. For some reason, I could get more into it than I could building an actual, like, you know, physical deck of cards and playing that way. I don't know. I just, I like the games. Okay, so Nintendo will be adding some Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games to the Nintendo Switch Online subscription service as soon as today with more titles to come in the future. Okay, so not much, not much there, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to go dive in, into more of our Greasy's Gaming Corner stuff, and this is what I wanted to talk about. So check this out. Just last week, uh, not last week, I'm sorry, uh, end of January, early February, a sealed copy of the Pokemon Trading Card Game for Game Boy Color sold for $910. That was on auction, ten dollars shipping, so nine twenty, right? Just under a thousand bucks when you consider taxes and all that stuff. Um, I wanted you to take a look at the graded versions being sold here. January twenty first, there was a sale for five fifty. That was a VGA seventy, so not the highest grade, which is probably why this this mint copy raw did better. Um, than a, than a VGA 70, or it was just a bad auction. I don't know, you know, a bad, bad listing. Maybe people just didn't see it. Um, And then you got the other one, January 21st. There was a VGA 90 that sold for $6,683. That was from Australia. So I'm pretty sure that's probably Austrian or Australian money. I don't know what AU... A- Australian is. Let me see what the conversion is on that. Um, 6,683 AUD to USD. Let's see what we get. So 4,600, 4,667 is the conversion. If, if that's true, I'm not sure if that's the actual conversion. Like maybe someone from Australia bought it. I don't know. Um, but if it was US to Australia, this was the conversion 4,700 basically. Um, so that looked more in line with what I was seeing on eBay today. So again, if you want to get into collecting video games, this is a, this is a big boy product. Like this is not something you're going to get a quick, quick flip out of. This is something you're going to buy and you're going to pay a lot of money. You're going to pay a thousand bucks for a sealed copy. Uh, and then you're going to grade it. And then you're going to have to find a suitor who wants to pay a couple thousand dollars. So this is a very long-term investment. Um, this is something that you gotta you gotta love this collectible, and if it stays with you, you're like, I don't care. I have the coolest graded video game there is, in my opinion, right? Like you have to have that kind of attitude because if you don't want to hold this inventory, if you're not into it like that. So taking a look at what's available on eBay today, because those are old sales. This is all you can find on eBay. You have one, two, three, four sales, um, four listings basically. You have one VGA uh, ninety. They want 20K. Then you have uh, a WADA 9.6 with an A plus seal for $8,000. You have a WADA 9.8 with an A plus seal for $7,500. And then you have a WADA 9.4 A plus. And that one's going to be $7,500 as well. So ask yourself is it worth it? Is it worth investing $900? Are $1,000 in a mint copy of Pokemon trading card game. Absolutely. This is who you're competing with. Nobody's undercutting the market. People clearly understand that this is a big product. Like people, big collectors want this item. You're not going to see this thing go for cheap. You know what I mean? And and don't expect to get it for cheap. Um, I think that this one right here, this 550 was a very low sale and we don't really know the story behind that. Um, but if you look at the rest, they were all above six, thousand dollars. You know what I mean? Um, that's big. You, so you could potentially 5x your money. If you were to invest thousand dollars in a graded or in a sealed version of this, obviously checking the seal, making sure making sure there isn't any weird stickers or rips in the seal. Uh, and, and you get a strong grade, you know you can you can potentially double to all the way up to like quintuple your money. Um, and that's pretty good. So I wanted to talk about that, and let me let me see if I have. Oh nope, just blew that one. Okay. Um, (laughs) whoops. All right. Uh, so you know, Game Boy Color. I think I think this is a sick game, and this is actually something that I would I would actually add to my video game collection. Um, because I really liked this game. This was my go to game when I got tired of Pokemon Red and Blue. It was like I'm tired of battling. Let's play this. Let's play this for a little bit. And this was like my secondary. Um, and it was still Pokemon and, and I got to learn about the card game and have cards in my digital collection that I couldn't actually have myself like I didn't have a Charizard, I didn't have a Zapdos you know what I mean, but I could have it in the game I remember using them uh, so again, you know, I think this is cool, I think you should keep an eye out for a, for a raw copy if you can get it for under a grand, I think this is a very safe investment, granted you get a strong grade now if you don't know how to get a good grade for WADA or VGA go look at their standards, right? And if you just got, if you just can't handle that, and you're like, ah, I can't do that either. I also think that this is a strong investment period. So if if you were able to get one of these for five to seven thousand dollars, I think the value only goes up. You, there's not a lot of these. This is not trading cards, right? This is not trading cards. This is a very finite asset. There's only so much of it. Someone will want your copy at some point in time and they will have the money for it. That's just, that's the type of collectible we're talking about here. Okay. That's it for the gaming corner and Pokemon this week. Two for one special moving on to dark magician and Yu-Gi-Oh! Here we go. All right. So this was the, this was the title for today, right? Prices are down for the dark magician ADC one. That's the Adidas shoe, right? ADCS1 or something like that. I can't even read it. ADS1. I, I don't know why I'm trying to read it. I can't. It's too small. Anyways, Dark Magician. That promo's down. I think it's a great time to buy. Um, You can find these for as cheap. I saw on eBay. If you go on eBay right now, you can actually see that some have sold for 150 bucks. Now, is that going to be mint? Gem mint? I don't know. Most Yu-Gi-Oh cards, you can expect a 7 or an 8 fresh out the pack. That's, just, that's what Yu-Gi-Oh does to you. I don't know why. But uh, again, I still think this is a very strong promo. I think it rivals the Dark Duel Stories. Now, it's not as old, right? It's not new, but Adidas is a strong brand. Yu Gi Oh! teaming up with them is huge. Dark Magician, massive character. When you look at other Dark Magician promos, there aren't many that are $150. Check it out. Um, I think, you know, Dark Duel Stories beats this card. I think the Dark Paladin. Um, promo that you can get if you like back in the day the um the corrected art dark paladin and it was considered a promo if you sent your old paladin in they gave you that one that one would be more rare um, would be a better card i think but that's not a true dark magician when you look at a true dark magician you're competing with dark duel stories um maybe the ghost rare uh and maybe starter deck yugi first edition that's really it this guy's up there in that top top market here you look at these prices. Uh, started off at 300, went to 489, 288, you know, 120. That was for a mild play, so there's probably something wrong with it. But 120 bucks, 184 bucks, 220. Um, again, if you go on TCG Player, you'll find them for about 180 ish. That's the market price. You go to eBay, some guy might be willing to take 140, 150, and they're in the packaging. Um, I'm glad that I didn't buy the Dark Magician a few weeks ago when I talked about it. And I'm glad I have an opportunity to revisit this right now and say, hey, do I want to grab a couple? I don't know. Uh, but I think I think I'm gonna have to think long and hard about that. I do have a couple of subs I need to cover before I do that um, submissions. But once we cover those submissions, it's like, hey, this might be something I want to put some money into. Um, so take a look at your Dark Magician. Adi- this is a great time to buy guys. Um, he was starting off at 400 and just 150. How much lower do you think is going to go? I don't see this being less than a hundred bucks. I can tell you that. So what? So what? Let's say you buy at one fifty and it goes to one hundred, you lose fifty bucks. You're gonna grade this card, right? You're gonna try to find the best condition card possible. So that doesn't even matter at that point, because you're getting something that is going to grade well and be protected, and we know has a limited population. Very good card to have. All right, that was the short news for Yu Gi Oh. Hopefully it helps you guys out. Quick update, you know this is the type of stuff I'm doing every day. So um, I, think, I think this is a strong buy. I would love to see someone get one. Okay, moving on to Digimon this week. Here we go. Digimon. 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 All right. You probably see here, if you're watching the videos, if you're just listening to the podcast, you got to watch the videos. Go to YouTube, go to Spotify, watch the video, I'm telling you. Um, if you're watching, you're probably seeing the Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, Sports Illustrated, what does this have to do with Digimon? Well, it has to do with magazine cutouts and what I've learned from the sports card hobby since we've reintroduced it. Remember, I got my start in sports cards in 2018. I did I did sports cards from 2018 to basically 2020. And I sold all my stuff right before COVID. I just... And it was because it felt different. Like, people people started to praise like base cards and things like that. Um, You know, I wasn't as knowledgeable as I am now, but uh, it turned me off to it because I started to see, like, okay, if you can remember when everyone saw scalpers in Pokemon during COVID, I saw the same thing in sports cards before that. So that's what chased me out of sports. I was like, I don't want to be like this. Then the Pokemon community saw it and they're like, oh my gosh, we hate these people. Now I feel like the approach I take to trading cards is a little bit different. I'm buying stuff that scalpers wouldn't even have, anyways, so it doesn't bother me. Um, but sports cards, magazine cutouts—what are we talking about? The reason why I shared this Tiger Woods here and with with this PSA seven—you know, last sold price five hundred thirty-seven, with the average price of five twenty-six. Um, why am I sharing that? Um, I'm I'm sharing that because I think Digimon, Digimon is one of the few tcgs believe this this is real one of the few tcgs that very much mirrors some of the qualities of the sports card hobby for example in the sports card hobby magazine cutouts of star player star players highly collectible highly sought after and some of the most expensive cards you can get go look at kobe magazine cutouts go look at tiger woods magazine cutouts Go look at Ken Griffey magazine cutouts, right? Go look at this stuff. Go look at Jordan magazine cutouts. Uh, It doesn't even have to be their rookie season. It's better if it's their rookie season, but just go look at some of the best players in history, and and if they have a magazine cutout, even the raw cards are super expensive. And people are buying PSA 4, PSA 5, PSA 6 for a couple hundred bucks. And the reason why is because the magazine cutout, we kind of give it that leeway like, hey, these aren't going to be in the best condition because they were in magazines that we had when we were kids. It's not likely you're going to find a mint one, and if you do, you're going to pay big money for it. Um, but it's much, it's very well respected in the in the sports card hobby. Magazine cutouts are a big deal. They're not they're not the most important thing in the world, but a lot of people are like that's cool. Um, and and it truly shows you how limited these products are, right? Um, magazines, you know, probably probably. Tens of thousands were made of specific magazines and those were issued out to kids across the U.S., uh, which seems like a lot. But then 20 years of throwing that stuff in the trash, 20 years of those paper cutouts being thrown out in the trash as well or being destroyed, what's actually left is a limited population. Now, what does this have to do with Digimon? Well, Digimon is, one, of, like I said, one of the few TCGs that follows the sports card hobby. Here's an example. You have the FX promos from the winter of 2000, Fox Kids Magazine, right? You got FX uh, 8, 9, and 10. And then you also have the introductory series of the Tamers. These, right now, may not be very sought after. They may not be very well respected. Um, but I've seen the same thing in sports, right? Um, nobody, nobody cared about this cutout back in the day of Tiger Woods until Tiger Woods took off sports card hobbies coming back to life. Guess what? This is something that's sought after now. Digimon needs an event like that to be on the next level. But again, fundamentally, this is the type of card that could do very well in a collector's, you know, hobby because we got limited population you have something that that's probably been destroyed more so than you know more than it's been taken care of um and you just don't see it out there so now do i think that these are going to be thousands of dollars i don't know but what i'm telling you is it's for a collector it's going to be something that is extremely rare extremely sought after uh, and well respected amongst other collectors it's very tasteful right this was from a magazine from the year 2000 only you know and these magazines they were issued out to kids who were fox kids Club members. So if you weren't a club member, you couldn't find these magazines. So now ask yourself, how many club members were there in the world? I wasn't. So I didn't get this. You know what I mean? Um, And that's that's something that's very much like the sports card hobby. The other thing that Digimon has going for it. We talked about animated series cards. The animated series cards are very much like what sports cards are, right? You have your prism foils. And then you have special inserts. And then you have numbered, serial numbered cards. What do sports cards have? Prisms, special inserts, serial numbered cards. The only thing we're missing is autographs. We don't get autographs in Digimon. You can get your cards autographed, like mine, um, but you don't see that in Pokemon. Pokemon doesn't have num serial numbered cards. They don't have different rarity prisms. Um, they do for like um, the po. I think Tops Pokemon does. Right. So tops Pokemon does. Um, and those are expensive because you can get different. You can get, you know, the rainbow foil. You can get like the, you know, the different types of prism uh, patterns that they have. But they don't have serial numbered cards. Right. They don't have special inserts like that, like Digimon does. So I see a lot of similarity. Now, Digimon failed. Right. It failed. It didn't do what Pokemon's done. Pokemon's going to do well regardless. I'm not trying to compare the two, but what I'm saying is is that from what I've learned so far coming back into sports and then looking at Digimon, they have very similar, very similar um, things that they have in common and things that collectors look for. When I watch some of the best sports cards collectors, they're talking about low population, right? They're talking about things that are hard to grade and they're talking about things that everyone has forgotten about and that's what makes it rare, right? That's what makes it extremely rare because it's like, look, Flame Drummond is a lot of people's favorite character. He doesn't have a lot of cards. And the cards he does have are beat to hell. Something like this in a magazine insert could be huge. Now, it's not going to be a million dollar card. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is these are great collectibles to have in your collection. Not everything has to be expensive. But if you're going to take a page out of the sports book, listen to what they're doing they're not collecting base level stuff they are collecting stuff that is locked in population truly scarce right but also popular it has to be popular that's that's the thing that i think people are forgetting about digimon um you know i i hate to rip on alpha evolve but it's true alpha evolve may have some great looking cards but it's not popular it never was no none of us grew up with it none of us had it when we were kids Where is, what are you going to get out of that? Whereas something like this, Tiger Woods was a childhood hero for most of us. And this is from a magazine that some of us probably read when we were kids. So there's so much tied, there's so much story there that you can tell about this card. Same thing with Digimon. Same thing here. You remember these characters, right? These season two characters were big. Um, And I think that's the approach you have to take, right? Um, And I don't think this is too like niche, most people will remember these cards, right? You don't have to be like, well, you know, have you ever seen this card before? And they're like, no, I never heard of that. You know, you're not going to have that issue. Um, a lot of people remember the TV show. Um, and that's the only thing that Digimon has going for it is that it had a great anime back in the day. And that, that's that's really it. Um, so there are some things that it doesn't have that sports does Like, we don't have a, a massive character in Digimon that's going to to bring it to stardom. We don't have that. We don't even have a TV show, which is what we talked about last week in the Discord. We're like, you know, without a TV show, modern TV show, where does Digimon go? I don't know. But what I'm what I'm trying to get to you here, what get here is is this is kind of why vintage is always going to be better. This is exactly why vintage will always be better because this is the stuff we remember. This is the stuff that is harder to find yet memorable. We can we remember this stuff. Okay, just just because something's hard to find doesn't mean anything it needs to be hard to find it needs to be memorable there needs to be a memory attached to it then there needs to be a desire to even have it those things those are all things you see in sports too um so there, I'm, I'm not going to beat this up too much more uh, i i'm thrilled uh thrilled to uh take a shot at these and, and see what we can do here in the future all right that's it for digimon this week moving on to marvel here we go all right, Excelsior. It's our new Marvel trading card segment. We've been learning a lot about the history of Marvel, um, you know, and and what the vintage game, right? What would you do if you if you could start over and all this stuff uh, and lear, just learn, right? We're getting our getting our feet wet. Um, and then I thought, well, what if what if vintage is not your cup of tea? Because one, it's expensive. Two, maybe you don't have the eyes. To grade cards that well. And you're like, look, if I buy these cards raw, I'm probably gonna get PSA threes across the board because I don't know what I'm doing. Totally fine. I have it, I have a solution for you. Check it out. Modern Marvel set. This is called Marvel Ages. This is the 2020 21 set. Let's check this out. And I think this is a great, great option. I'll tell you why. Because this card features throwbacks. So you're gonna get the look. You're gonna get the look of throwback Marvel but you're going to get the condition of modern day. Could be big, much like evolutions, right? Uh, Stuff like that. Here we go. So Marvel Ages. This is a 2020 upper deck Marvel Ages um, checklist. We're not going to go through the whole checklist. I'll just touch on some highlights here. With over 80 years of magic, Marvel Comics has a long and acclaimed history in upper deck Marvel Ages trading cards look back at the key points from the past. Every box contains multiple parallels and inserts. This is something I've been thinking about a lot. This is why Marvel has stuck around for so long. Very similar to the sports card game. We have inserts. Um, we have parallels. These are things, this is, this is terminology you hear in the sports card game. This, is, this could be why. This could be why Marvel may not ever be as popular as Pokemon, right? In terms of like gross money. Um, but it may outlive Pokemon. Superheroes got movies they're legendary they're going to live forever right uh, especially with ash retiring from pokemon thank god uh if this new tv show flops right marvel becomes a huge contender of what's got the kids attention okay here we go broken down into three rarity groups the clay coat base set totals of 300 cards so this is the this is their base set right here um you get 300 cards but look at that it's got a nice upper deck like throwback look to it This Iron Man looks sick, by the way. That's actually a really nice-looking card. (laughs) Now there's other base options that include sticker parallels. You get one per pack. Foil parallels, you get four per box. So the parallels are actually pretty rare in, in a box. And then you get the photo variants, which are eight per box. So a little more common there. Inside this box, you also get the upper deck Marvel Ages inserts. The premium hits. Marvel ages checklist also contains many themed inserts among the more common choice artist spotlight draws attention to creators while Saturday morning cartoons feature Marvel teams with original art by Tom Morgan. Now. You might be saying like, well, that's cool and all, but how much does this stuff cost? I believe a booster box of this like 2020 stuff is less. It's less than 200 bucks. I want to say it was like 120. Uh, It was like 120 to maybe maybe 150. It's for a hobby box. Remember, hobby box is different than retail. So a hobby box is going to be have a lot more hits in it. You're going to get a lot more value out of that box. Even though you're paying more up front, you're going to get more rare cards, more quality cards in those pools. Much like sports. Okay. In addition, Totally Toys pays tribute to the vinyl world with artwork from this lady and John Stanko. Okay, so you get stuff like this. You're going to get cards like this. There are also Gameverse cards. These are pretty cool. Uh, these four inserts combine two average cards per pack, showcasing multiple designs, decades, highlights, ten-year periods from the 1960s to the 2010s. So you're going to get all kinds of inserts from the 1960s all the way up to the 2010s. So you're getting cards that were made before, in newer fashion. Pretty cool. Focusing more on written word, flavorful and word cloud inserts combined to fall one per box. This is one per box of word clouds. These are pretty nice actually. So they got. They make up the artwork with words all around it, hence word cloud. That's a Spider-Man. That's pretty sweet. That's like, that's a nice looking card, right? So look at all this stuff. These are in every pack, right? You're going to pull stuff like this. Pretty diverse. It's not a, it's not a monotone set where all the cards look the same. You're going to need a bunch of variety. You're getting, you know, 40, 50 years of different Marvel cards freshly printed in one pack. Pretty cool. As far as these chase cards go, the 2020 Upper Deck Marvel Ages has plenty. Each case should have one to two artist sketch cards. So this is going to be a little bit harder to collect. Uh, On top of that, there are lenticular puzzle packs at 10 per case. These include comic books, splash pages, and 3D. So these, you would need multiple, excuse me, you would need multiple cases to get these. Um, So those would be, you'd be better off trying to find those on eBay. Um, Now this was really cool. I thought this insert was nice. Um, uh, tying in the pricing for the notable comic books, coinage uh, coinage coins are contains coins from the year of the release and the exact cost. So if you had uh, a comic book that cost twelve cents, right, you would get a picture of that comic book on the card, and then you'd get the exact change on it. Now, I'm not sure if those are real pennies or not, and real dimes, but that is if it is, that is really cool. These, alongside uh, comic clippings, which add uh, limited signed versions to average one or two per case. So these are your case hits again. Uh, comic clippings. So this is a clip from a comic book and it has an auto on it. Really nice insert. Again, this is stuff that Pokemon's not doing, right? I've been saying for the longest time, at a minimum, Pokemon needs to serial number cards. They're not doing that. Uh, that's why you have population 4,000. Population 8,000, right? It's It's out of control. Now I know that they're not they're more into the trading card game and playing the game. I get it, but I think we need Pokemon sets like this. Right? Make a hobby box of Pokemon. I don't care if Tops does it. I don't care if Upper Deck does it. I mean, I know a Pokemon Company owns everything, but uh, this is cool. You, get, it's it changes up the monotony of opening up booster packs. I can tell you that when when you when you got all these different inserts and things you can pull. And different rarities of the same exact card. That's really cool. Alright, Um. next here. Let's see here. Another chase found uh, is the Fres- Fresnel. These translucent series is inspired by the Fresnel glass lenses used in lighthouses. Fresnel. So, these are the other chase cards you can get um, out of it. And then check these out. These are awesome. So these these are something that I would probably just hunt down like raw. Um, Closing out the 2020 Upper Deck Marvel Ages is The Ages. That's the name of the insert, The Ages. Uh, The serial numbered cards celebrate the past comic book periods, Golden Age, Silver Age, Copper Age, and Bronze Age. Some even offer precious metals, including silver metal relics and golden metal relics. This is numbered to 10. That is insane. Golden Age Metal Relics, Captain America Comics. Ninth. Uh, December 1st, 1941. And this came out uh, March 2021. That's what this whole set is. Um, here are the uh, box odds here. You get four base foil parallels uh, per box here. You get eight photo variants, two decade inserts, and one flavorful or word cloud insert. Pack break average you got here, and then case hit average. You also have the 2020 uh, checklist here. I'm not going to not gonna show you that. Um, but again... Marvel Ages, you can do 2020, 2021, check it out. Uh, but again, it's going to be a mashup of all the history of Marvel put into a modern set. And if you don't like trying to snipe out old vintage cards, I think this is great. I think this is huge. And, and maybe you'll build an appreciation. You'll also start to learn how cards are inserted and how there's different level rarities, right? Bronze, silver, gold. And I think it's just going to be a gateway into you learning about more higher-end collectibles, really. Um, That's kind of how I see this. So there you guys go. That's the Marvel segment this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Next segment, here we go. We're going to move on to some sports this week. We got to find a better sample. I don't know when we will, but we got to find a better sample. Okay, this one's big. This one's big. Pay attention here. Sports cards this week. I'm going to talk about the different types of certifications you can get on your cards because I think... I could see some of us getting tripped up on this and not knowing the difference and paying a big price for something that probably isn't that expensive. So, for those of you that are buying cards that have autographs on them and they're graded, you might want to pay attention to this. Um, There are multiple different types of autograph authentications uh, for PSA. And uh, one is a cheap, cost efficient way, and the other is the legitimate, authentic way, uh, more expensive way. So on the left-hand car uh, side here, you're going to see the label that's a it's a Larry Bird, uh, Gem Mint 10, PSA, DNA certified, auto grade. And then it says trading card at the top. Why does it say that? Well, what this certification is basically telling you is that the Gem Mint 10 that they're giving you is for the autograph. They're basically saying this is a PSA certified Larry Bird autograph and it graded a 10. But the reason it says trading card up top and it doesn't have the name of the card and you also see that there's no number added to that card is because they're not certifying the card. They're not saying that this is a Larry Bird card that has Larry Bird's autograph and it's numbered this. They're just saying that's a real autograph. It could be a piece of paper. It could be a piece of paper and you can get a Gem Mint 10, right? The autograph is real and it grades a 10. The trading card, however, we're not certifying. So they're just putting trading card. They're just acknowledging the signature. That's all that means. On the right-hand side, you see the 1993 SP Derek Jeter, number 279 foil PSA DNA certified. That says authentic. Then it says auto 10. So what they're letting you know here is This is a 1993 SP Derek Jeter, number 279, the foil variant, and the card is authentic. The autograph has a grade of 10. So what they're saying here is, we know it's a real card, we certified the card, we're giving the card a title, and we're letting you know that the auto is a 10. There's actually another step above that as well, where you can get a grade on the card and a grade on the autograph. And then you would see two different grades here on the label. You would see Gem Mint 10, Auto 10. Now, why, why wouldn't you just get the card graded? Right? Like, why wouldn't you want the grade on there? Well, it could be that someone knows that the condition of the card isn't going to get a Gem Mint 10. So it would be better just to make, just to get the card certified and then get the Auto 10, right? It looks more visually appealing that it says authentic Auto 10. This is a real card from this set and it has a signature of a PSA 10. Whereas, what if it's graded a six? Then it says, "It says excellent six, auto 10. Now they're telling you this card is a PSA six, and yes, the autograph's real and it graded a 10. It doesn't look as visually appealing, so it's actually a smart move by collectors to, per- <coughs> to preserve the um, overall eye appeal of the card. Okay, so now let's take a look at this. Um- <clears throat> I am going to choke. Take a look at this article here. All right. This is going to be the same thing I just told you. Maybe there's a couple details I missed. Here we go. So the difference here, you can see, uh, again, if it says trading card up top, that means they're not, it could be a fake card. I'm not saying it is. PSA is not, they're not even looking at the card. They're not They're not grading the edges. They're not grading the corner surface. There's no grade attached to it. They're not even saying it's a real card. They're just saying trading card. They're saying that he signed a trading card. That's what the cert is. Literally. Larry Bird signed this. That's what it means. Whereas again, if you look at the Derek Jeter, they're saying this is a real Derek Jeter card from this set. It's a foil. It's number 279 in that set. And uh, the autograph got a 10. <clears throat> now, uh, again, it's very important um, that that you know what you're looking at when you do this. Um, first, let's talk about the trading card one. Why does it say trading card on there? The reason it says trading card is that you're sending this card to PSA DNA, who's the autograph division of for PSA for autograph authentication only. They are not authenticating the card, meaning they are not checking to see if it's a reprint or a real card. They are saving time and cost on their end and sending this card over to PSA to have them back, or have them check. <clears throat> PSA is only authenticating the autograph. That's why they put trading card on the slab label and not the actual card information because they don't have a way of verifying the card is 100% authentic. Very simple. We already said this. I'm going to read it again. You also have the option of getting your autograph graded. This is where a lot of people get confused. It'll say Gem Mint 10 on the top right corner of the label, but you look at the card and it'll be completely off center with corners that look like garbage. If you're thinking to yourself, how did this card get a 10? Well, it's because it's just for the autograph we, again, I'm repeating myself. How do you get a good autograph grade? Well, it's basic stuff. Um, here they say that, you know, you can't have the autograph touching the edge of the cards. You don't want ink smudges. Um, you don't want uh, discoloration, things like that. So <clears throat> basically just good quality penmanship on a card and you know, no smudging. That's, that's really what you're looking for. Um, and this is really cheap. This is super cost effective. This is why people do it. They're not just scamming. They're not trying to scam you, but uh, as, as of this, I'm not sure what the actual date is on this. This is 2022. So it's probably still accurate. Um, but again, it's 10 bucks to have the autograph graded. That's it. So very in inexpensive. Um, <clears throat> so again, uh, this is, this is kind of why you would do it or why someone would do it. Um. Why would you use this option versus the other option? Um, It comes down to cost. To do the trading card slab, you're basically paying for the autograph authentication and then the encapsulation fee. For example, Larry Bird, he's a $30 autograph to authenticate on the site, um, plus a small encapsulation fee, so $35, right? Then you go and sell it to someone for $100. That's that's usually what people do. Now, the other option is to actually have the card authenticated and then get a grade on the auto. Um, and that's a $120 cost. You can see you, you got to choose wisely with which cards you actually get that that um, premium on. <clears throat> now, here's the other one. This is the Derek Jeter one. Um, Here we go. So let me see what it says. Uh, I got to read through this. Oh, here we go. All right. So I went, this guy was talking about how, why he got the Jeter signed and then graded As as a real card. Uh, I went and got the autograph graded as well because the autograph was just perfect. Didn't have any issues with it at all. Again, what this label means is that PSA has looked at the card and determined that the card is in fact authentic. So this is a real card that was pulled from this set in this year. Um, What are the reasons people do this type of label? Well, collectors want to have the information on the label for a couple different reasons. One, they want to make sure that they're buying a real card. You just spent $3,500 on a Jeter card like this. You want to make sure that they're getting the real deal. Again, anyone can sign a fake card and be like, look, he was signed by so-and-so. PSA does the hard work saying this is a real card and that's a real auto. That's why you get this label. It's like insurance. Um, Obviously, nobody wants to do the trading card on this label because it looks cheap. Personally, I would rather have a card with the full label information. Again, me too. Um, spending $120 to get it in the correct slab that everybody wants makes sense. You spent over a thousand on the auto, you spend 120 to put in the information on the slab. You do not, you would not want to do trading card one on this one. So same thing I just said, um, a lot of repetition there, but I want to kind of drive that home, uh, to you guys, you know, like it's very important that you pay attention to this. Cause you might, you might see like, I got a steal and it's like, well, that's not a real card. You know what I mean? Or if it is, it's a PSA 5. And the reason they didn't want to do that is because they're hiding that from you. Um, so those are the two different type of lab- types of labels. If you guys are buying autographs, you might want to um, keep an eye out for that. And hopefully that helps everyone out. Okay. Last segment of the day. We're moving on to Gengar's Grabs. Here we go. I'm trying not to choke. I it's like a piece of dust in my throat or something. I'm about to choke. Uh, so Gengar's grabs. This is our segment, all about you guys. Um, these are cards that you guys got throughout the week. Share them in our Discord and then I look them, look at them and rank them in my top five. Now, I've kind of changed up a little bit. I'm filming the podcast a lot earlier on Tuesday mornings, Tuesday afternoons. So you don't have till Tuesday night to post your stuff. If you do, you're gonna have to wait till next week to see to be viewed. So if you want to be on the weekly episodes, you might want to start uploading before Monday night. That would be your safest bet. Otherwise, if you submitted today and you're not here and you think you deserve a spot, it's probably because you submitted too late. I'm already doing the podcast. Okay. Here we go. Number five this week. Going with Palm and Meats. He's got the full Subway promo of Avengers. Um, I thought that was super cool because we shared this on the podcast. That's like, I thought that was really cool. Um, and they don't look too bad either. And and this was, I, I recommended this set because I thought it was one of the cheapest sets. But also, you know, it's going to be extremely locked in population. How many promos do you think Subway put out? And then how many promos do you think people actually held on to? Right? Stuff like that. It was a Canadian promo, by the way, too. So, I worked out for him. Number four this week, we got Daddy's Boy. He's got a PSA 7. Of Tops Pokemon. That's pretty cool. Um, you know, we were talking about TOPS and how upper deck tops is more kind of like for, for TCGs, they do a better job linking, drawing the, you know, bridging the connection between sports cards and, and TCGs. Um, so that was cool. Uh, I'm glad we glad we have a little bit of variety in here. And we've been seeing a couple more, you know, not a lot, but we've seen a couple more of these tops Pokemon cards in the Discord. I think it's cool. Number 3 this week. We got a 20 I can 2016 um, Pokemon XY Black Star promo of Darkrai. This comes from Danny007. Got a PSA 9. The cool thing about it is the thing with this slab is I believe CT shared something in our uh steals tab said, "Hey, I think there's something going on here. You know, this card's been going for 90 to 100 bucks and then this one's sitting here like a sore thumb at like 60 or something." It's some story like that, right? Well, Danny goes and sends an offer, and I think he got it even cheaper. Um, that, that may not be the exact numbers, but that's that's what happened. So it was kind of cool that our Discord was able to spot something like that. He goes, and then he gets an even better deal. Um, and now, if you go look at the market, none of these Dark Rides are around for that cheap. So he kind of got the last the last bit of that supply. It's gone now. <clears throat> Number two this week. Conroe Smalls with his first PSA submission coming back. A solid sub. Got a PSA 10 on this Pikachu on the right hand side. Uh, he's got a couple Alt Arts here with 10s. Uh, he's got some vintage Digimon. He said it was sentimental, but that's still really cool. Modern Digimon there in the middle. Uh, very good submission, and he did pretty well for his first sub. But, you know, he got a good, a good handful of 10s. And number one this week, Wiener Schnitzel. All right. Wiener, uh, he gets he gets number 1 this week because he pulled a pack fresh Omnimon from Digi Battle Series 5 and if you check out the booster pack color, that's orange. That's what we said would happen and and he finally got it. I don't know how many how much orange he's opened. I think it's close to 20. 20 plus packs of orange, but uh, he finally got one. And uh what do you know? It matches the color. So that's going to be a great card to have. Probably one of the best conditions you're going to be able to get. It's right out the pack, right? Um, solid. Very good. That sums it up for the grabs this week. And that brings you to the end of episode 122. If you guys like the video. Please like the video. Not enough of you are liking the video. Like the video. Stop being lazy. Sign into your YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, do the right thing. Comment. You know what I mean? Help me out. I help you out so much. All right. Join our Discord because it's free. It's absolutely free. You get to, You get to make new friends. You get to compete in Pokemon tournaments, right? You get to trade stuff. You get to, to be a part of a group that uh, hazes each other every day of the week. It's hilarious. Uh, so lastly, if you like the podcast that much, you can support the podcast by clicking the link down in any description that says support this podcast. When you do that, you can donate as little as 99 cents per month. And all that does is help me fund the box breaks and the free giveaways that we always do. Um, this, this month is going to be big expect some slabs, expect some new things. Um, And it's all because of you guys. So thank you guys for the support. We'll see you guys next week for episode 123. Peace.